All right, so part three of our weekend playdate 10K tribe, and we've got the Run Project team, which is Meg McKenzie and James Montgomery. Uh, they're based in the Mother City, and they are all about running. Guys, thank you so much for, for joining us and helping us out today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. We're happy to be here. Thank you so much. What exactly do you do at the Run Project? Like, Is your business just about helping people run? Uh, yeah, so we offer an individualized coaching service. Um, it's all online via an app. Oh. And we're in touch with our athletes every day, and we help them achieve their goals through running. Yeah, I suppose a quick way to put it is instead of people trying to put their uh, or fit their uh, lives into a, a training program, we sort of reverse that and try and make a training program more appropriate to someone's life. Oh, what a dream. Because that's, that's the big thing, right, is, is running is really accessible because you've got roads basically everywhere in front of your house, near your work, at your varsity or whatever. But finding the time and making sure that you can get it in is, is quite a challenge. I mean, to have something like what you guys are doing is, is ideal. Um, when it comes to, to novice people, do you have sort of ideas or maybe hints and tips that you can give someone who's literally gone from zero fitness, who's now like, cool, I want to start running and I'd like to do 5Ks or 10Ks and that is my goal as far as running technique goes? So as far as running technique goes, I think the most important thing is to relax into your running. So like keeping your shoulders super relaxed and keeping your gaze um, slightly ahead because a lot of people tend to, when they start at least, uh, like look down at Stare their feet. Stare at your feet. I do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So looking ahead. All right. Got you. Right. So definitely try and keep your gaze like 10, 20, 30 meters ahead. Okay. Um, and, yeah, really relax into it. I think that's going to be one of the most important things. Mm. I think the other lesson you can really learn is actually just from watching uh, little children run around. Yeah. And that, you know, they're not really thinking about anything. Uh, so that movement is completely subconscious. It's completely natural. And almost that's where we want to get people back to. So mm. sedentary lifestyles and all those things end up, people don't tend to move that well anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you can get them to move a little bit better and relax, as Meg mentioned, uh, move a little bit more like a child, the the likelihood of enjoying your running just increases substantially. I'm sure you guys must have a lot of people who maybe start off as novices with running and then maybe want to step it up. Are there different things that you can do or is it just doing more of the same thing? Go out, run, go out, run. Or are there different um, exercises or, or techniques that they can learn to, to better their running? Um, yeah, they, def they definitely are. So I think um, the most important thing with, with running is consistency, right? If you can run consistently without getting injured, then you'll get better. The biggest challenge most people face is they spend as much time injured as they do actually running, so they don't uh, tend to improve. Yeah. So what we like people to do is um, a combination of a daily movement practice, and that can be sort of anything from 10 to 20 minutes done first thing in the morning, um, and then having a couple of specific strength and conditioning uh, workouts each week. Mm -hmm. um, so the daily movement practice can be really, really simple, um, it can start literally on the floor, rolling around, doing some crawling, uh, what wow. we call crab walks. There's all those like animal movements, duck walks. Bear um, walks. Bear, yeah, bear walks, all these things um, just to wake your body up. Um, okay. and, and if you can do that consistently, uh, very similarly to what happens when you run consistently as you make huge improvements, mm -hmm. uh, your body starts uh, to benefit from this accumulation of that 10 to 15 minutes every day. You become far more resilient, far more robust less likely to get injured, and then that feeds into um, uh, the, the consistency uh, on the running front. 
with the the idea of like the the crab walks and the bear walks and and crawls and is that is that to to strengthen your body and to like you said awaken everything up so that you can like improve the signals between your your joints and your muscles and your brain so that everything's working or is it is there some sign yeah is there something other than that because in my mind I'd be like if if I want to run better, I must just run more. And now you're telling me to walk <laughs> on my hands. So <laughs> I, I, I think your 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 summary of it is actually actually spot on. Spot on yeah, uh, you know the thing is, if you can become more aware of your body, yeah, um, th- that can only improve your awareness when you're actually running. Mm. So uh, most people, because of the sedentary lifestyles that they live, actually have no clue how their body functions yeah. and how it functions in space. And so if you can slowly start to increase that awareness, and yes, you will be getting stronger, um, but uh, at the same time, just increasing that awareness uh, is, is powerful. And also, it just gives you an idea, like if you've got tight hips or something feels locked or whatever, and if you're doing this daily movement practice every day, you'll become more aware of those things that might feel a little bit off or a little bit like they need to be loosened up. Mm. So that's just, um, yeah, that gives you an awareness over time of what you need to work on. I I know um, a few people who look really awkward when they run, like really clumsy, gangly, like just it just doesn't flow. And then there are some people who literally look like they should be uh, models for running, like the 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 stride <laughs> is beautiful, whatever. Is it possible to to learn that over time? Like the more you do it, and like you said, with the with the um, with the exercises and the and the waking up of the body, that you you look less gangly. Because like I know, like if I look and I feel like I'm stupid when I'm running, I'm gonna do less <laughs> of it. But if I if I do it more and I do these the bear crawls and the crap, will it will I like look like a runner? So I think people must actually move away from sort of what they look like and more what it feels. Mm. So I think um, if you look at some of the, the world's best runners, um, often they don't have the most beautiful stride. They, they may overpronate or, they, you know, their knees may uh, bang in the middle. And, mm. and so I think um, you almost want to get completely away from thinking about what you look like. Um, and yes, in time, you'll become more resilient and, and you'll, Probably end up looking like you're running a little bit better, yeah. um, but it's a subconscious thing, and it just takes time. So, so it's definitely not something that we like to get any of our athletes to to focus on. And the other thing we do do is get um, athletes to start sprinting again, and obviously it's a little bit of a journey to get them ready to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's actually such a powerful way to increase your strength um, and, and uh, running efficiency. So a lot of heels, short heels, and a lot of sprinting. Okay. So essentially, if I'm somebody who does who like work irregular hours or I'm studying all the time or whatever, and I happen to run on a treadmill, don't look at the mirror. Is essentially like it's just go do the sprinting yeah. and see how it feels. Because that's my problem is that I'm at the gym some of the time doing my running, my intervals or whatever, and I'll look and I'm like, wow, I'm really leaning forward. Or oh, that's weird. My legs kind of they not yeah the knees like knock in the middle. Okay, let me try and force them out. So rather just how yeah, it feels no. less on what it looks like. Definitely. Definitely put a sheet or something over that mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put some blinders on and just listen to my music while I'm going. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, listen to a podcast or something and just run. Um, and over time, with all the strength and mobility and increased running, you'll find that your form will improve immediately anyway. Well, not immediately, over time. I've seen or heard of people who run on their toes. They 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 run toe, heel, toe, heel, and there was like a an article that, oh, no, this is the way we're supposed to run. If you look at animals, that's how they're, like, they're not running heel-toe, it's running toe-heel. Is this a thing, or is it like either you're someone who does this or you're not? It's definitely the latter. 
Okay. So there's no evidence that if someone's a four-foot striker or mid-foot striker or uh, heel striker that that's any more likely to cause someone to be injured. Okay. So your your body, uh, you can't outthink your body. Mm. So your body's always searching for the most efficient way to move. And if that is your most efficient way to move, then by trying to outthink that, you're just more likely to get injured anyway. So uh. we, we always say to people, don't even stress about that stuff. Move, Start moving better, relax when you run. Uh, and, and your body will take care of itself. Um, and if for someone who doesn't know what any of this midfoot, forefoot is, can you explain that to us quickly? Yeah, sure. So um, the first thing I'll say is uh, to someone who doesn't know, that's probably a good thing. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, in, in essence, I suppose if you're landing on your heel, it's fairly obvious you land on your heel and then you roll as you pronate onto uh, your, uh, your mid and then forefoot. And then midfoot, obviously, is a similar thing. You land midfoot and you pronate over onto your forefoot. And obviously, if you land forefoot, you're still pronating somewhat. Um, but you obviously then are just already in your takeoff phase. Okay. Fabulous. Um, guys, if there's, if there's somewhere um, that people can go if they'd like to get more information, do you have a platform? So if, like, I want to read more, I want to take my running more seriously, um, somewhere where online, because you mentioned that you had an app. Um, or a way that maybe people all over the country can, can find out more? Yeah, sure. So we've got a website, which is www.therunproject.ca.za. And you can also email us. You'll find our email contact on there. But that's probably going to be your first port of call. You can also find us on Instagram. Magnificent. Megan McKenzie and James Montgomery of The Run Project in Cape Town, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be chatting to you in the upcoming weeks about other interesting things that we might need to know about this running thing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. It was awesome.